<laughs> oh my God, it's Monday already. It is Monday. It's Monday. Good morning, I'm Babs Rosani. Welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. It's Monday. It is Monday. And it's kind of weird outside. You know, it is late January. It ought to be snowing or something. It's coming. I know it's coming. I can't imagine that we would get through this whole winter without any snow. I like to think that we could, because then we'd feel like Virginia, but we're not. It's coming. Mother Nature's not going to be that kind to us. Hold on to your horses, beautiful people. Snow is coming. I don't want it. You don't want it. We don't want it. But it's coming. So, you know, when I look out west and I'm like, they're getting all that Connecticut snow. They are. We're not. It's coming. So, FYI, get your groceries now. All this good grace time you have, stock your shelves, people, so you can be prepared. I need to take my own advice. So, I need to get out there and stock my shelves, too. Because we're going to get snowed in. (laughs) We're going to have an old-fashioned snow day. I prefer it on the weekend. (laughs) I prefer it on the weekend. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, you know. Uh, um, anyway, I, I have a question. Am I the only one that is surprised every time they get a new bill? Oh, no, not even a new bill. The same bill, but, you know, a month after you done paid it. I'm just always surprised when the bills come back around for the new month. I'm like, did I just pay this bill? Am I the only one that does this every month? Shock and awe. <laughs> Shock and awe. Every time I get a bill, I was like, damn it, didn't I? And then me, like a crazy person, I go back through my, my notes, right? Through the bank and the reconcile things. I was like, damn, I just paid this. Yeah, chick, you paid it last month. <laughs> it's due again. It's come due. Like, these damn bills, man. You know, if somebody's hacking, hack that. No, I don't really mean that. I I I I I take great joy in being able to pay bills. But damn it. <laughs> this is when some lottery money would come in handy, I think. Because then I could just put everything on auto pay. Like auto pay and leave it. I have things on auto pay and then I gotta check it. <laughs> I gotta I gotta check to make sure there's money in these accounts that auto pay is drawing out of. Because it's like that. But I would love to be able to just have money in the accounts and don't have to check auto pay. That's to me, that's wealth. <laughs> like I know it's on auto pay, I don't gotta worry about it. I could just reconcile at the end of the month, like look at it once, not keep checking. Am I the only one? Because God knows. Uh, uh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Anyway. How y'all doing? Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. My friend uh, Ann Mazzaro is in town. She's leaving today. She's got business to take care of this morning. Uh, But she was in town today, this weekend. And we got to see her uh, over brunch on Sunday at... uh, Harvest, not harvest, wherever, next to the whatever, whatever the hotel is right there on Upper Chapel Street. Study. We had to study 
And uh, and the restaurant is called whatever it's called. It wasn't all that good though. It was it was underwhelming. It's time for them to work on a new menu, I think. You know, it's just underwhelming. You know, particularly when they, the competition. But you know, if you're no if you're in a hotel. You need to eat someplace. You don't want to be wandering around. It's not a bad, it's a pretty place. It's a good looking place. Swank, it's still swanky. It's time for a new menu though. I'm just saying, it's time for a new menu. <laughs> They've been rocking this menu for quite some time. And uh, I think, uh, I think it's time for uh, a new, a new, uh, uh, menu. That's all I'm saying. I've got no other beef with them. Uh, that's it. The heirloom. It's called heirloom. Heirloom. Damn, I forgot the name of the dog on restaurant. Heirloom. Yeah, it's time for a new menu. And their drinks are a little too expensive. I think they need to. I think they need to drop them prices a little bit. Take a couple of dollars off. You know what I mean? Take a couple of dollars off. You know, it's time, you know, change, change up the menu a little bit, get a little more exciting and interesting. <sighs> and then uh, drop them prices just a hair. Do you know what I mean? You got the business. You got people in there. You know, it was it was a, it was a pretty full place and, and they made terrible bacon, which I don't, you know, not very good bacon, you know. Anyway, that's all. But, you know, it was fine. Then we ran over to. uh uh, we ran over to uh, Possible Futures and hung out there for a minute. And then uh, uh, then I dropped it back at her hotel, dropped my Keisha home. And then uh, I went to uh, Edge of the Woods, picked up cupcakes, and then hung out. I had dinner with Bill Graustein Sunday evening, which was a rich, rich conversation. I mean, we just talked about CLP and CLIO and storytellers and what's next and what could be next. And uh, it was a good conversation. I enjoyed it immensely. And, uh, and, you know, it was time for us to catch up. We needed to catch up. You know, he talked about how much he enjoyed the uh, uh, Kalila Dean Brown conversation with uh, Nicholas Davidoff. And uh, I was like, well, yeah, she's a master class in intellect. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I missed uh, my Sora Jennifer's birthday on Saturday. She had a birthday party at El Gubiano's. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't get to go, Jennifer. I know you don't listen to me, but uh, happy birthday, and I'm sorry I couldn't come. Uh, I had class. We had physical class. I mean, it was always physical, but um, we met in person for the Yale Access to Law School program on Saturday morning. And, you know, once you get out of class, you're still in study mode. So I stayed and hung out with uh, uh, Tiff uh, to help me walk through these uh, these games. And uh, and then I was stuck in that mode, like I couldn't pull myself out of it. So I went to Possible Futures and set up and then worked on some more games, you know, the same games, but just worked on them a little more intensely. So I, I couldn't pull myself up out of that study thought until uh, later. And so that was my life. So, yeah, so I didn't make it to the party. And then I went, I think I went on home. I went on home after that. So went home about seven o'clock or so. And uh, that was my evening. Then Sunday, dinner with Bill, bookstore, all that. And then now here we are on Monday. 
Monday at 11 o'clock, I'm going to run over to, after I get off air, I'm going to run over to the Schwartzman Center because they're doing a tour. So I've come to find out from, come to find out from Maurice uh, that they have a, a bar down there. Now, I knew that they, you know, the whole space, the Schwartzman Center is all tricked out, beautifully done and all that. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Harry. I meant to say that. Let me not get away from saying good morning, Harry. Hey, Paul. Uh, and I think word on the street may be happening, but we'll see. He'll break in with word on the street any minute. Uh, but anyway, so uh, so the Schwarzman Center is tricked out. I went, I was down there uh, for uh, the Angelique Kijo conversation. Angelique Kijo and some other people they had a conversation. I went. It was wonderful. Beautiful space, tricked out, underground, underneath the Woosley. Interesting space. So anyway, they're going to give people a tour today. So I get to see the whole thing. I've never seen the whole thing. Uh, and then a little lunch, and then I got a break. Run over to the inner city, and then having my my art my artist conversation uh, for the exhibition um, uh, today with uh, Nico Wilden, Nico Whedon, and the uh, Creative Arts Workshop folks. So I'm excited that even though I am not one of the uh, main exhibitors, I am part of the programming. And so we go talk about what that looks like and what my availability will be uh, for this. So I am truly, 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 truly excited. I can't tell you how excited I am. So, you know, uh, made visible freedom dreams. Um, so I answered the open call, got it in, um, didn't get accepted into the to the ex exhibition, but it got accepted into the to the programming. Uh, me and a couple of other, four other artists. Um, so I'm excited to sort of uh, go today and be in the room with the other artists and talk about uh, how our exhibition is going to look. So now I, you know, I was freaking out. I, I didn't sleep well last night because I, I woke up in the middle of the night thinking, I'm not going to have my piece ready. So I'm going to have to borrow a piece, which I, which I started out with borrowing a piece from Linda Minkins, her bench, the angel bench that you might see in all the pictures of late, it's parked at a Possible Futures bookstore. I may have to use her bench, even though I am commissioning, I commissioned a bench to be made, but it will not be ready in time for the installation. But it will be ready for the installation with Juanita's um, uh, uh, exhibition come this summer. So that actually gives me more time to trick out my bench. I think that's how that's going to go. Because exhibition has a soft opening February 1st. I don't think my bench is going to be ready by then. I, I don't see how uh, I would have to get it. And it's being worked on now. I've seen pictures of it. The 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 the, the, uh, the carpenter sent me pictures of it. Um, I don't know how I'm going to work on that um, this week. I don't, know, I don't know how it would be ready. He didn't say it was ready, so... He's got to finish it up. So, so I, I will, unless I work like a fool come the weekend, I don't, I don't know, but I got to string all them beads too. So, so yeah, so I can't do, there's nothing I could do, but um, um, Linda had already said that uh, I may, that I could use her bench before I even had the conversation. Then I said, oh, I want my own bench. And so she turned me on to the guy. So anyway, but she had already said I could use her bench, which would be absolutely fine. And I would love to sort of, you know, make sure I put a sign that says this bench is the angel bench by Linda, you know, uh, 
uh, Minkins, and uh, it'd be perfectly fine. Then I could finish tricking it out, and it would be just wonderful. It would just be wonderful. So, uh, so yeah, that's the idea. That is the idea. That is the idea, and uh, that's what we're gonna do. So, so it worked out. So I really didn't need to lose no sleep. It's just the anxious energy. You know how you have anxious energy. You know how you just have anxious energy? I just had anxious energy. That's all it was, you know, anxious energy. And I was like, whoa, you know, I need to find my tap dance shoes. I go to tap dance class on Wednesday. I mean, I could go without shoes, but I'd like to go, I'd like to go with my damn tap shoes. I saw them. Now I don't know where they are. Now I got to tear this whole place apart looking for some damn tap shoes. That's going to get on my nerves. But I have until Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna try that. See what happens. <laughs> Ooh, this is a this is a jam packed week, full of things. Ife is doing good in school, although this homework is is working her working her. She's you know she's doing all right, but it's work. You know she's got homework. She got read. She's got to you know be in class every day. <laughs> but she is loving it. She is so delighted by all of this. And it's a beautiful thing to see. So I'm excited for her. So anyway, that's so that's that's where we are. We are we are we are uh, four months away from Marrakesh, which I'm I'm hella excited about as we move closer and closer to it. Uh, I am uh, the community is 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 you know fighting back. I mean, there's there's things in the pipeline, and people are sort of making you know inroads. So there's a few things I need to plan for, trying to make space for. It's just a lot. <laughs> it is just a lot. And uh, it just makes me uh, happy and excited. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a wonderful time. And a not so wonderful time all at once, you know? Uh, there's there's a lot of stuff going on and a lot of painful things, uh, but there's so much joy too. And uh, and you know I always say we have the capacity to hold space for both things, joy and sorrow, um, you know, happiness and heartache and all the things. So it's a uh, like you know I can't complain. I no longer have a broken heart. I I, I remedied that. Happy that I did, and uh, you know. It's, it's it's feeling uh it's feeling pretty damn good. So, you know, I think the heartbreak was necessary to realign, you know, and and that's I think that's what heartbreaks are designed to do to just realign you once you uh once you uh get out of your own way and see the truth of what is happening and you know you you give up lamenting about uh you know uh all the things so uh but once you get past it you just like okay and it was a deep deep heartbreak you know it really was but it, it gave me a, a chance to uh it gave me a chance to uh realign some things and realigned i did so yay <laughs> so now uh, I wish I could tell you that I, I could spend some time thinking about dating and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but I have too many things on my plate right now. 
So I don't I don't know how that's going to unless somebody deliberately walks up to me and just says, you know what, I dig you. Let's make this happen. I, I don't know how I'm gonna make it happen because I got so many things going on that I I'm not I'm not uh I'm not wishing for that. It's nice. Don't get me wrong. It would be very nice. It would be very nice. But uh that's not the focus. That's not the main focus. The main focus is so many other things. And and it's not that I'm above it or I, or I don't want to make time. I can make time for anything. We can make we can make time for anything that we want to do. And we do. We do it all the time. We make time for things that are important to us all the time. We do. And the stuff that we fall by the wayside is the stuff that's not that important to us. I mean, we all do that. We all juggle and make room and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I get it. You know, I'm just saying. I, I, this is what I'm saying. I'm not going on any dating apps. Um, that's it. Now, if somebody somebody wants to set me up on a date with somebody, I, I might be inclined to do that if you know me well enough and say, well, you know what, Babs, I met somebody I think you would dig, and 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 then and and let's let me introduce you. That, that's the only that's the only way I'm gonna go with outside of myself meeting somebody. That's it. I'm not going anybody else's dating apps and I'm not knocking them because I've, I've already run through some of them over the last several years. Uh, but that's not my focus anymore. I, I'm just going to bump into you somewhere at a, at a, at a grocery store or at a, at a florist or <laughs> in a library or <laughs> that's how this going to go down. <laughs> that's, that's it for me. I, I'm not, I'm not swiping left or right or any of that stuff. Um, that's behind me. Uh, but if there's people out there who know people who think I might enjoy, feel free to connect me. Connect me. You know enough about me. You spend some time with me. You know me. Connect me to people. That's that's it. That's the call right now. You know somebody? Connect me. I said it to the gynecologist. Gynecologist is like, um, um, so how's your sex life or whatever? I was like, why? You know somebody? <laughs> and she was like, you are funny. <laughs> I was like, she, she, I, she, the way she was asking the question was like she was trying to set me up with somebody. I was like, well, what you got going on? She's like, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> that is not what I meant, Babs. I was like, oh, all right, well, that's what I heard. So, so anyway, so yeah, so so that's that's the way it is. So anybody who's listening to me this morning, be on the lookout. If you know somebody that you think might be of interest to me, connect me. That's it. And let me, I'll take it from there. Just get me in the room or make the introduction. I'll take it from there. Then, then I'll do the now. Do some vetting. Like, don't be like in a grocery store and you meet somebody and you'd be like. Oh, you know what? I think this would be good for Beth. No, I need you to know people, like know them, and then send them my way. Don't be randomly out there pimping. <laughs> don't be out there big pimping. I don't. I don't need that. I could. I could. I could do bad all by myself. <laughs> I don't need any help in choosing poorly. <laughs> I need help in choosing well. That's where you come in. So if you know somebody, I mean, and you know them, know them, introduce me, connect me. You know how I am. I'm amenable. I'm agreeable. I'm attractive. I'm high functioning. 
I'm lovely, I'm smart, I'm witty, I'm talented, I dress well, I have a great smile, I have a great complexion, um, I'm kind, I'm generous of spirit, I have a big heart, I like people, I'm very social. See what I'm saying? See all the things? I got a lot of attributes. <laughs> I have a lot. Of, I can cook. I love to eat. I love to drink. I'm a beer snob. I like wine, champagne. Yeah, see, I got, all, I got good attributes. You know, I am the table. I don't come to the table. I am the table. So there you go. And I'm round and portly, if that matters, you know. Because there's some men who don't like fat girls. It's all right. If you don't like fat girls, I don't like you. That, that's the point. So there are some men who like fat girls. You know, I'm a fat girl. You have to like fat girls. You cannot be dating me and then be like, why don't you lose weight? Because the minute you start that foolishness, I'm cutting you. That's it. <laughs> I'm just cutting you. No ifs, ands, or buts about. I'm just cutting you. First of all, because you're not going to try to hurt my feelings and you're not going to try to break my spirit and you're not going to try to body shame me fat shame me or any of that kind of stuff you're not going to talk down to me and you're not going to make it seem as though uh i would be much better in your view as nope 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 i am way too old i am way too fabulous i am way too content i'm way too secure and i'm way too amazing to allow somebody to come in and start that tear down. Nope, this is a brick house, baby. You're not tearing it down. So miss me with manipulation and gaslighting. I have no room in my whole universe for people like that, particularly men. So don't come with you think or you should or I should. Uh, 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 uh. No, 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 no. I'm a brick house. I'm mighty, mighty. <laughs> so if fat girls aren't your thing, I know hella skinny girls. There's a whole lineup of them somewhere. Go get you one. Me? I'm hefty, portly, round, and comely. There you go. So so that, that's, where, that's where I'm putting that. I'm putting that out there. So, all right, we got some people. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's always... Um, it's always uh, Slim Pickens, Paul, first thing in the morning. I have faith in you. I believe in you. <laughs> Paul out there scouring the mean streets of New Haven for uh, uh, a gem of a person to talk to about word on the street. Uh, but I, I, lo I love that he does it because it does take a little excavating. It, you, you can't be just running up on people. You got you to gotta just walk these mean streets and like, hey. How you doing? You know, that's it's, it's like that. So, so yes, yeah, so a word on the street is about to happen. It's about to go down. So Paul is out there doing his thing. Uh, I've heard from some art space folks, some of their current board members, because you know they 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 hella take issue with me a little bit about you know all the stuff that I said about that god awful board and the way that they treated Lisa Dent. <sighs> I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, that's what, that's, that's all. I, listen, I said what I said, that's it. Yeah, you can explain to me whatever you want. I'm just telling you what I saw and what I heard and what I witnessed and what I experienced. 
You know, that board wasn't good to her. They weren't. I don't think they are capable of being good. And 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 it needs a whole new redo. But, you know, Lisa Dent said this board, this new board, there's some new people on this board. It's a new board, kind of a new board. And it looks like they are, you know, uh, trying to implement some of the things that she tried to sort of bring to the bring to them. So I was like, all right, listen, show me better. You can tell me. That's that's all I'm going to say. Show me better than you can tell me. And uh, that's all I'm going to say. You know. Uh, show me better than you can tell me. And we're just going to leave it at. Uh, uh, because uh, that's it. It's not, listen, I'm not on that board. Uh, I don't plan on going to art space until they fix themselves. Listen, that's fine with me. Uh, 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 I, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> art space people, so y'all can stop calling me and texting me. I'll call you back. I've already spoke to some of y'all, you know, and I just, this is what I said. Listen, that board, when she was there, was terrible to her. And uh, and and you allowed her to be beat up in a public space without, you know, without any, any, without just, you know, board members talking to her all funky in public spaces and people talking to her all funky in public spaces. Mm-mm. You know, uh, uh, that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. So anyway, high five to uh, the the uh, the Festival of International Arts and Ideas. I think they're in Cuba this week. Some of them. I know Shelly is in Cuba. But, you know, I was trying to get myself to Cuba. Lord, Black Jesus, I wanted to go to Cuba. It was expensive, though. Well, worth it. Well, worth it. Well, well, worth it. Uh, but uh, I couldn't go. That's all right. I can't go to all the things. <laughs> believe, believe it or not, I cannot be in all the, all the places everywhere all at once. And God knows I try. I try, 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 try. I try, try. You know, uh, um, if you have a mind to, uh, there's a piece up in the New Haven Arts about uh, the possible futures honored, honor that we all got, not all, but some of us got, which was such a wonderful, was last weekend, which was a lovely surprise. Uh, I, I got there late, um, but it was, uh, it's up if you want to read about it and the pictures are gorgeous. Um, it was just so moving. And, uh, but I got there late, but if you want to read about it, um, get up there and check it out. You know, I'm still meditating on the words of Dr. Martin Luther King, June uh, the third, and how he talked about, uh, you know, what we need to do moving forward. Uh, it's just uh, it's still it's still it's still present resonating with me about how we have to sort of make space, you know, for young people, and. Uh, and be good with that and be happy and okay with that, you know. Uh, and he, he, you know, he was, I loved his remarks, but I, I thought he was much better in conversation with uh, James Foreman. And to see uh, two civil rights 
icons, children uh, talk to each other. It was really uh, an amazing thing. So, so yeah, so I'm, I am still thinking about that and uh, meditating on that. It's January. Next month, we usher in uh, Black History Month. I'll see what I could do with it. <laughs> I know what I have to do for the paper, you know, but, you know, the paper stays Black 24 7. 365. I mean, we just a black paper, so we stay black. Uh, so I don't have to get ready for Black History Month. We are Black History Month every single day. Um, you know, as 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 I curate things for the paper, you know, and uh, and it is our paper. I mean, people like the paper. I mean, yeah, there are people who don't like the paper. I mean, but there's people who don't like corn. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't, I'm not a I'm not of the mindset that everybody's got to dig everything. I don't get offended if, if there's people who don't like the paper. It, it doesn't, I, I'm, I'm truly, and, and people, and I've had people say, oh, I hate the paper. I don't like the paper. Or why can't the paper be more this, that, and the other thing? You know, I'm like, okay, whatever. But, um, <laughs> you know, you could, you could wish and say whatever you want. This is what it is. This is what the paper is. This is what it's always been. You know, it's always been. And now that we enjoy the relationship between uh, the New Haven Independent, the New Haven Arts, you know, the arts paper, and we've always had a relationship with the Connecticut News Junkie. Um, uh, because at the end of the day, we don't have the resources. We just don't have the resources. We have, we, we, we have, we, we have a paper and we had to turn this, we had to keep this paper. Um, it, it, it was in our best interest to sort of keep this paper um, a very black paper um, because you know we could sell out. I mean, we he, John Thomas could have sold out because there were always people offering to buy the paper, big conglomerates, and you know who who want to insert what they think black stuff is. And no, we we didn't want that. We want to keep it black. And so um, you know when people were like, "Oh, you're just regurgitating stuff for the New Haven Independent," I, don't look at it that way. Think about all the people who cannot log into the New Haven Independent. And, and the New Haven, uh, uh, New Haven Independent enjoys a healthy readership, but there are still people who cannot, for whatever reasons, cannot get online to see the New Haven Independent. You know, this can't. You can't do it at school. You can't do it. Um, there's a lot of elderly people who just, you know, don't want to spend their time scrolling on a computer. They like a hard paper. So, so I... I so we made the decision that this is, listen, they're covering local stuff. They're covering black stuff, you know, or stuff that is important to black people in New Haven. So why wouldn't we have that relationship? It's been amazing. Uh, and then with the arts paper too, they cover a lot of things uh, that nobody would go to the arts paper online to read, you know, who, who don't have access like that. Lots of people read online lots and lots and lots and lots of people but there's still people there's still a digital divide there's still a great digital divide in not just this city but across the world so so it behooves us to sort of say we don't want that to that it gets another life in the newspaper it just gets another life it gets to live a little bit longer you know it lives forever on the on the you know on these digital highways but it lives in community longer in print and uh and that's a wonderful thing you know same with the connecticut news junkie i i don't have the resources to send somebody to cover hartford i just don't or or any political 
conversation around the state. Connecticut News Junkie, they covered Harper. They covered the, the politics of Connecticut. I, I don't have I don't have that uh, uh capacity to do that. And I don't think that's a good use of money for us, you know. When Connecticut News Junkie says, hey, share here, I'll share with you those you should, you can use. And then we belong to all the black wires because there's other stuff that's going on in other parts of the country that is important to black people. And we have a lot of black people from other parts of the country that live here. I can't tell you how many times people who have, who have, who have walked up to me, I met who said, you know, I'm from California, but I read a story that was California based and it made me feel like I was home. I was getting some news from home. And I was like, yes, I love that. We have a lot of students that come from other parts of the country, Detroit, California, Oakland, you know, uh, uh, Memphis. I mean, places where just, you know, it's very black. Um, and I get to pull some of that stuff from the wires that uh, the inner city newspaper is members of. And we are members of quite a few wires, um, you know. And, you know, honestly, centering black health stuff is very important to me. Centering black health stuff is very important. And nobody in this town is talking about black health the way that some of these wires are talking about black health. So I pull it, you know, as it relates to diabetes, as it relates to sickle cell, as it relates to heart disease, obesity, dementia, Alzheimer's, you know, that stuff is important. You know, that stuff is important. And so it's a plethora of information across the black wires um, that is important. You know, and it's the same information that the Amsterdam News uses and other places. So here we are for Word on the Street. It's breaking in. Good morning. Hi, Babs. How you doing? Happy Monday. Uh-oh, it must be cold Happy outside. Monday you got a hood on. I'm introduce you to Matt. He's quite busy this morning, but he agreed to take a moment to chat with us. How you doing, Matt? Say hi to Babs Rolls Ivy. How you doing? Good morning, man. So, Matt, I see you here on Wheelie Avenue unloading a truck. Yes. What's your unloading? Toilets uh, right now. And where are they going? Uh, apartments? Yeah, one of the apartments here. Just loading up, getting them out the way. Are you from around here, Matt? Yes. Where do you live? I live right here in New Haven. So, this job, do you go all around deliver the stuff? Yes, yes, yes. So, is it a contractor? Or a... Yeah, yeah, we contract through Lowe's. Through Lowe's? Yeah, yeah. So, these are Lowe's toilets to bring it in? Yes. Is it? A, is it tiring work like how when you're lifting i know it's you and your buddy are lifting it off the truck yeah putting them on and then wheeling them up right is this a typical day for you yes so what's today like how many yeah. orders we got 12 deliveries today 12 live what number is this uh four four and what time do you start seven seven a.m yes yeah. and what so, time you go to whenever we're done okay yep so what's involved in delivery do you get them all loaded up for all 12 at once yeah, yeah we get everything delivered at once we load them up at once then we deliver everything at and then we just get it done, get it quick as possible. So did you go first to Lowe's this morning, or was it a warehouse? No, first to Lowe's, and then we deliver everything. And where, where which Lowe's did you go to? No, for Lowe's. So did you and your colleague here, what's his name? Ty. Ty. Yeah. So you and Ty at 7 in the morning were at Lowe's in Milford. Yes. And you were loading up toilets and dishwashers, whatever. Every, everything, refrigerators, everything. So. And what kind of job is this? How many how many toilets you got? Well, today was, what, seven toilets just now? To this house? Yes. And do you enjoy this? Yes, it's, it's, it's decent. It's decent. And what's the word on the street here in Wales? Hey, it's New Haven. I love New Haven. <laughs> <laughs> How many years have you been doing this, Matt? Uh, for quite a while. 
like what he wait, wait, he the he the he the beast though. That's the man right there. Why is he the beast? <laughs> what makes him the beast? Yeah. <laughs> He, he knows everything. I follow his lead. Uh -huh. How many years have you done this, Matt? About, about five, six years. What got you into it? Just, just, I don't know, just ambition, that's all. Ambition. What is your ambition? What do you like to be doing in five years from now? Have my own. You're, you're on what? Have my own business. So is this Lowe's you work for or somebody who works for Lowe's? Somebody who works for Lowe's. And who's that? My cousin. My cousin. Oh, your cousin has a business? Yes. What's his name? Xavier. Xavier. So Xavier has a business. Yep. He's teaching you how to do it. Yep. And you'd like to have the business yourself one day. Yes. And why do you want your own business? Isn't that headaches? No, not really. I mean, good money is, is good to do, you know, uh -huh. and it's just keep me going. And do you keep in shape, you guys? Like, how do you, because you're lifting a lot of heavy boxes here. Yes. So do you do you anything special to keep in shape? That's, that's what that's what keep me in shape. Oh, this is the exercise. Yeah, this is my exercise. So when you go home, you don't work out? No, I don't work out. What do you do? I mean, I do home? sports, though. What sports? Yeah, I do baseball, football, basketball. No, I do everything. So. And did you grow up in New Haven, Matt? Yes. Where? Right here in New Haven. I mean, like what part? Oh, uh, in the Dixwell area. And was Xavier in your life? Yes. So your cousins, were you tight? Yeah, we're tight growing up, yeah. Is he older? No, he's younger. What I'm trying to get at is how did it come about that he had a company and he hired you? Yeah, it, it just, hey, he just did his thing. When he was growing up, what was he like? It was good. Yeah? Yep. And, uh, and so, any, any questions for you, Babs? So, um, when you were growing what? up in Dix, when you were growing up, when you were growing up in Dixwell, how did you avoid all, all, all the problems you that young you people said? face? I'm sorry, Babs, we couldn't hear you. You want to try one more time? Okay. How did you grow up in Dixwell and not get into trouble and not find yourself behind bars? He asked a really interesting question. She said, how did you grow up in Dixwell and not find yourself behind bars? <laughs> She's from Jersey I, 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 I stayed out of trouble. You know, I'm a good kid. I mean, I was raised right. I mean, I, I stayed out the way, basically. I grew up in a Dixwell right by Yale, right by the Yale uh, frat houses. I mean, well, they got a I lot just, of trouble. Yeah. I stayed out the way. I was in the sport, so that's I think that's what kept me out of bars. What sports were you into? Like what leagues? You I, 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 ran, I ran track. I played football. I played baseball. Where did you play? Tell me what schools. Oh, uh, Pop Smith, Hill House. You know, group. What position at Hill House? Hill House played outfield. Outfield. Yeah, baseball. Uh, yeah, outfield and catcher. And how about you said football too? Yeah, football. Played corner. So you were on both teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what year did you graduate? 2003. 2003. Yeah. All right. Yep. And so, like you said, this is job number four today. Yeah. yeah. And when you say you want a job, you want to own a business like Xavier's, would it be the same business? Not so similar, or I mean, I, I got I got a lot of characteristics, so I could do a lot of things. So just own a business, period. But are you learning how the business runs when you yeah, do this? Yeah, yeah, this is easy. What? Tell me about it. Just, what are the tricks? The, the tricks, I mean, loading, loading, and you know, just trying to maneuver stuff into people's houses. That's that's the difference right here. So, but. You know, especially when it comes to refrigerators. They got big refrigerators, the doorway too small. So I noticed that here. There's an older building, the doorway's pretty small. Yeah, yeah. Did yeah. you guys have any trouble with the toilets getting those in? No, no. What do you, the toilets fit pretty well? Yeah, yeah. Tell me about the refrigerators when they what do you do when it's refrigerator, we gotta take the doors off and then we gotta put them back on once we get it in the house. But for the most part, that's that's the toughest task. What was so this number four today? This is top number four. Yeah. What happened the first three? Did you have anything like that? Or no, no, no. Everything was smooth. Everything what were you delivering this morning? Uh, dishwasher, two dishwashers, and 
And how's the public deal with you when you go in their house? Uh, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good. I mean, some get frustrated. With, like I said, with the refrigerators, they get frustrated and they don't fit. But I'm like, you got to get the right measurement because the back part and then the water line, you don't want to pop it trying to fit it in. So, so tell good. me something else today. You and Ty, what's your routine? Do you take any breaks? Do you do any jokes? What, how do you get through the day? I mean, for the most part, we just, we just try to get everything done. Get, get it so we can get out of here. Like, we get up early in the morning. We get up at 6 in the morning, so try to get everything done as soon as possible. That's Talk all. about the weekend. What was your weekend like? My week. Oh, I don't work the weekend. So what you do this weekend? My weekends, I, I work for um, for the weekends. I do, I do with my kids, you know. So Okay. Yeah. Any other questions from Bab? So do you have to install all these things that you deliver? Do you install these appliances? Yes, sometimes, yes, we do. Will you put in the toilets? No, no, we don't have to install the, the toilets, but like we install like sometimes the dishwashers and the stoves and stuff. We install them. And what's the hardest to install? Uh, or trickiest? The trickiest is the washing machine. And why is that? Because they different wiring and depending on what plug you have. So you got a three prong or a four prong. It's the hard. It's the it's the weirdest kind of way you got to do it. And depending on which one you have, but they they have the smart washers. And you know, you could like digital, so then you could control it from your phone. So, and what about the rain today? Uh, it ain't too bad, it ain't pouring, so it's good. What are you doing? It's pouring, <laughs> no, no, it's tough. <laughs> it's tough. Very and anything tough. else today? How you feeling? What kind of day compared to yeah. other days you would tie? Uh, it's pretty good. It's, it's a smooth day today, so hopefully, we'd be done by at least by two o'clock. All right, Babs, we're gonna sign out. This is Paul and Matt on Whaley near Best Gas. At Love Babs, Love Talk at WNHHFM, New Haven's home for community radio. Thank you. I want to get your photo, man. <laughs> uh, you know what? You can say whatever you want. AI ain't gonna be able to deliver no damn refrigerator. <laughs> oh, let me let me not say that. Because God knows they might be able to deliver appliances. I'm just saying. But yeah, you know, you forget that there are people out there that have to start their day at six o'clock in the morning and delivering stuff to people. You know, um, I would have liked to have known what it would have been like during the pandemic. Like, were there deliveries going on during a pandemic? Uh, you know, does that, did that curtail some of their, their, uh, their business? Um, you know, but they're out there delivering stuff and making it happen. And, uh, you know, they bring it and then they hook it up. I mean, I had the guys come when my kids brought me a washing machine and dryer. They had to come and they, you know, they hooked it up. And um, and the thing was that uh, it was uh, the uh, one of the things for the washing machine, the line itself was broken. So we had to have somebody come in and fix that before they could hook up the washing machine and dryer. So it was like a couple of days in between. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's these things like that, that, yeah. <laughs> so yeah and they get it done and then they get it done by two o'clock and then you know then you have the rest of the day to yourself to do whatever you know so you're not you're not dragging your feet you know time is money and uh and you want to get stuff done so that uh by the end of the day you're done so that's not a bad i mean it's not a bad gig you know and they they seem like they're efficient they seem to look like, you know what, they understand that it's not a game, that we must get this done and let's hit it. So, you know, pretty impressive. Pretty damn impressive. I can't wait to read the story uh, uh, about this. I can't wait to read 
a little bit more about these two guys and uh, their hopes and wishes and aspirations and what they look like uh, out here. Making New Haven be what it be, you know. Literally, that's what they're doing. They're making New Haven be what it be. And uh, these these are the people that make New Haven great, I think. These are the people that make New Haven great. So, hey, more power to them. And it's not raining. So I don't know if it's supposed to rain today. I got to check the weather. You know, I woke up so early this morning and then I just kind of, yeah, I guess it's going to, oh, yeah. By 11 o'clock, it's going to be full on rain. And it's going to rain all day till about sunset. Then by sunset, oh, we're expecting a little bit of snow flurries, maybe around three o'clock, four o'clock. We'll see. I mean, it's not going to be much because it's pretty warm outside. The ground is pretty warm, you know. Uh, even if it was a bit colder, um, you know, tomorrow to be by uh, by Thursday, it'll be damn near 50 degrees. Monday, it'll be another 50 degrees. I'm like, this is spring weather. These, you know what's going to happen? These damn tulips are going to pop their heads up. <laughs> you know, all them tulips we planted in September, they're going to pop their heads up. Let's keep this up. Uh, so yeah, so it's it's uh it's a light rain now. It's gonna stop for about five minutes and then it's gonna start back up. You know, so it's a duck duck waddle waddle day. So you know, go with your umbrella and your galoshes, boots, put some boots on. So don't be out here. You know it's raining. I check the weather all the time. I don't I don't I don't know how people don't. I don't know how people leave their house and not check the weather. I'm I'm just old like that. I grew up like that. You always listen for the weather. <laughs> and now that you have smartphones, it's you know, it's it's already it's already an app on your phone. You just pull up the weather. You know, I, I know the weather. <clears throat> I know the weather in New Haven. I know the weather in New York. I know the weather in Piscataway, where my sister lives. I know the weather in Philadelphia because I'm sweet as somebody in Philadelphia. I know the weather, the overall weather in Connecticut in general. And I know the weather in Paris. It is 39 degrees in Paris right now. (laughs) Uh, It is 39 degrees in Paris right now. You know, it's about 3.30 in the afternoon. So in Paris, I believe. Uh, So. And it's uh, cloudy. There's no sun anywhere in Paris at the moment. Not for the next week. Not this week, not next week. And the air quality is poor. <laughs> so if you wanted to know what the weather was like in Paris, it's 39 degrees. The high is 39 and low is 32. The air quality is poor. It was poor yesterday. I dare say it'll probably be poor tomorrow. Sunset is at 5.33. It is 4 o'clock now. Uh, it's the sunrise. It was a eight thirty one sunrise this morning. So yeah. So I don't ask me why I keep the the weather in Paris. I had put it on my app when I was in Paris, and I just kept it. So, so those are the things that I care about. I care about the weather in New York. <laughs> I do. Uh, I care about the weather in New Haven. I do. I care about the weather in Piscataway. It's 38 degrees and drizzling in Piscataway right now. It's going to be raining 
pretty much all day. Well, it'll stop raining at three o'clock in Piscataway, New Jersey. Three o'clock, you won't have any more rain. Uh, and then the sun sets at five five o four. And then uh, Philadelphia, it's uh, thirty nine degrees. It's raining. It'll stop raining at noon in uh, Philadelphia. So you'll have rain now, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, it won't be raining. <laughs> it won't be raining in, in Philadelphia at uh, noon. And uh, uh, I keep up with the weather. And then overall in Connecticut, it's just going to rain all day. And uh, you'll start seeing some snow uh, in parts of Connecticut uh, around noon, from noon till about 4 o'clock. So that's all in Hartford, Bristol, Waterbury, Norwich. We might see some flurries here in New Haven. We might. Um, and uh, I, I love the weather. I love knowing about the weather. You know, I love this app now because it'll tell you, it'll say stuff like, in two minutes, it's going to rain. <laughs> in two minutes, it's going to stop raining. <laughs> And damn if it's not true. It's very accurate. It's a very accurate app. <clears throat> I love it. It's a very accurate app. Um, and so, yeah, so uh, we might see some snow on Wednesday. There's a 70% chance of snow on Wednesday, which will be short-lived. Um, and, and because Thursday, it'll be damn near 50 degrees, so snow won't won't um snow can't exist in that weather so there's that uh there's that part so but anyway and that's that's the weather in my neck of the woods <laughs> so yes so we're gonna take a break in a little bit let me get my psa right because you know i got to read my psa because it's january and i'm committed to uh the eradication of uh, uh, the eradication of uh, human trafficking. So uh, let me get my let me pull my uh, my notes up and get into it. January is uh, National Slavery and Human Trafficking Prevention Month. Do you know someone who was a victim of human trafficking? Human trafficking is a form of modern day slavery with illegal smuggling and trading of people for forced labor and or sexual and physical abuse. This is a worldwide problem as well uh, as, as it's a worldwide problem as well as a problem here in Connecticut. Traffickers target people, both boys and girls, who are vulnerable to promises of a better life and, enforce, and then forcing them uh, to live and work in unfair and abusive conditions. Many traffickers are well known, living near, living near us, and promising and convincing young people and families that their children will have a better life in a new place. Under the United States federal and Connecticut state laws, human trafficking is a crime. It is a crime. Let's work together to protect our children against these horrific crimes. If you are a victim or know someone who is a victim of human trafficking, or if you would like to learn more about this serious issue in our society, please contact Love 146 at 203-772-4420. That's 203-772-4420. We need your help. If you see something, say something. 
This public service announcement is being sponsored by the Waterbury, Connecticut chapter of the Lynx Incorporated. So I'm going to take a break. I'll be back at 1015. I'll see y'all. A little help, someone to lean on. Can you hear me? Hi, Come this is Babs Rolls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're I listening to NHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at New Haven Independent. I want to stay around you. Suddenly it's clear, now that I can hear. that I wrote Oh, these melodies Here are some memories These love notes I found in an old coat Mean something new All because of you
Welcome back to the second hour of Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's Monday in the Elm. Oh, I was at uh, Friday night. I was at the symphony. They had a guest con- con- conductor, uh, Donato Cabrera. And uh, it was a wonderful concert, beautiful music, wonderful, wonderful evening. Um, he was good. Uh, I, he he scented the, the musicians beautifully, like he was with them. He wasn't just, I'm the maestro and y'all are just backing me up. It was, I'm centering all y'all. It was good. I, I loved the way he was with, with, the, with the orchestra. It was good. So anyway, New Haven Symphony Orchestra is uh, interviewing, interviewing three new uh, music uh, conductors. Four, actually. I thought it was three, but um, they told me when I was talking to the folks, to the uh, symphony team, they were like, yeah, we we were trying to hold it to three, but it, it became four. And so, so they've got three more uh, uh, conductors auditioning uh in the next in the coming spring so so i would be on the lookout for that you know or i think you know into the spring so they've got four uh conductors um and uh listen um he set the bar high i'll tell you that the bar is mighty mighty high (laughs) so you you conductors come to new haven I, I hope you know you've got to set the bar high because this guy, he was good. You know, listen, he centered the marimba player. When do you see that? You see the marimba in jazz often, but you never see it centered in symphony. So it was really good. And she was she was badass on the marimba. I got to tell you, it was uh, it was something. I enjoyed it very much. I really did. And uh, uh Yes, uh, Donato Cabrera, and uh, so he came. He did the uh, Dvorak, the uh, Dvorak Eighth Symphony, and uh, and then he did. Uh, his thing is he likes um, living composers. <laughs> so you're not gonna get all that Beethoven and all that other kind of stuff. You're gonna get you some living folks. And he started off with uh, uh, Anna Klein's Stride. Um, uh, which I guess is a deconstructed idea, um, taking its nods from Beethoven's Sonata uh, uh, path, path Teak for piano. Uh, it was good. I mean, it really was a wonderful concert. I enjoyed it very much, I must say. I must say I enjoyed it very much. Um, so high five. And, uh, and if you want to see more of it, it's up, uh, uh, Adam Matlock did a piece for the New Haven Independent, and it's up on the New Haven Independent site, Guest Conductor Strives to Success in uh, NHSO Concert. So, so it was really good. Um, so if you want to hear it, go and uh, particularly if you want to see the, the, uh, the uh, marimba being centered, and she played beautifully, like she was in command. Uh, uh, just and then you know he took sections of the orchestra and and gave them some shine, uh, which you don't often see too much. You know you don't often hear the strings do their thing, and percussion do their thing, and and all the other people do their thing, and woodwinds do their thing, and you know what I mean. Like it, he centered all these these uh, musicians, and uh, I I thought that's a really cool thing. 
you know i thought that was really really cool uh, so it was impressive to me now whether it get him the job maybe i don't know <laughs> i have no idea but he set the damn bar high so the rest of the people whoever's coming after uh whoever's coming uh y'all got to bring it because he set it up for you and uh and i enjoyed it immensely i really did it was really a wonderful, wonderful evening of music. Uh, and that's what I love about my city. I, I I truly am a fan of the opera. I mean, the uh, symphony, opera too, but the symphony. I am truly a fan of the symphony. All that beautiful music is just, it's just so romantic and so thought provoking and so uh, just so timely. And just, it just makes me think of all kinds of things when I'm sitting there listening to these pieces that were written, you know, hundreds of years ago. By, by people who uh, were up against some of the same things that we're still up against, you know, uh, injustice and unfairness and and privilege and money and, you know, all the things. I mean, it's, it's a, and they managed to write these, these beautiful pieces. Uh, a lot of it sort of, some of it in protest, some of it is um, in religious uh, uh, aspirations, some of it uh, just reflecting the times of the day. Uh, so, yeah. It was good. So I can't wait to the next concert. So whoever's coming up next. <laughs> y'all better, y'all better bring your A game because Donato brought his A game. He wasn't, he's like, I ain't playing with you conductor hoes. I'm not playing. <laughs> so New Haven, are we getting a 10th square? Are we getting a 10th square? Is that, am I understanding that it's going to be a 10th square? Is that even possible? They're building more apartments. I, I, and I, this was up the other day, and I was thinking about this because you know they tore down the old Coliseum. I guess the original plan was to tear down the Coliseum. I thought that the, the, the Longworth Theater was was a possibility of going over there too, and all this other kind of stuff. But you know now they've they've got some plans. Okay, so they're going to build some more apartments. I swear to God, we are becoming the land of the apartments. Uh, more apartments, parking, of course, because God knows if we don't have any parking, um, and a lab. So for square ten, so we call it. It's in the ninth square, so just beyond the ninth square. So I guess they're gonna call it square ten, you know. So uh, so finally, something's gonna be done over there. So two hundred apartments. That's a that is a hell of a lot, and it gets you closer to the. Uh, to the train station, if that's your vibe, like if you need that, particularly if you want to, you know, live in, live here and work in New York or somewhere, uh, get you could walk to the train station. I don't know what the apartment's going to look like that they build on top of the old Church Street South site. God knows what that's going to look like. You know, then you'd be right across the street from the train station. You know, I don't know. I just, it's all so strange to me. Uh, how they can luxury apartments. There's there's hardly any blowback on these kinds of apartments. You know, no one talks about density. No one talks about overpopulation. No one talks about that in regards to developers building these kinds of apartments. But the minute you start talking about low income and 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 the like, uh, then it becomes problematic. Oh, we can't have a whole concentration of poor people in one place. We can't, we can't, we can't. And we definitely can't have a high rise. We can't do this. We can't do that. 
but 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 that's not the conversation for for market and luxury apartments. That's never the conversation. Oh, the more the better, the higher the better. And uh, and I I find that I I, I need to uh, delve into that a little bit more because I find that hella suspect, and it, it just seems it just seems uh, disingenuous on a lot of levels. Why 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 not? Why for one and not the other? And 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 it doesn't it have something to do with the who is in one camp and who isn't, you know. Uh, and how do we how do we get people to think about the necessity for affordable apartments and to uh, make way for that and to build for that and to and have that in addition to luxury apartments? You know, I, I find it amazing that some of these luxury apartments and I did not even know this existed. It freaks me out every time I think about it, that, you know, you could they 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 can make for low income apartments and and protected apartments and then give these people a separate a separate entrance <laughs> that level of segregation exists you know like you go in one way and then the people who have paid for the luxury go in another way because god forbid you mingle classes you know you mingle class uh and race you know it's just uh, the things that we do in, in the name of it's the, the things that humans do to each other. It's just it just boggles the mind how we share this earth. We all breathe this air. We all drink this water. And yet we we are so willing and ready and demanding of some kind of separation, some kind of segregation so that there's always an other can't be us always other always an other and i'm just and as long as we allow for that these problems are going to just plague us because we're not thinking about each other in a way of equality out the gate we're we're not we're not thinking equality we're thinking us them other them, other, other, other. They're not like me. They're not like where I come from. They're not they, 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 them, you know. And uh, I just, I just, I'm just, it's just so disconcerting, I think. Or outright angry, not even just disconcerting, just outright anger toward uh the way that we are willing to sort of segregate ourselves from each other, you know, that 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 we are willingly and deliberately erecting barriers uh, toward our our humanity, <laughs> that we are that we are that we are doing that work, and and without apology, without apology, and nobody's checking. And so few are calling it out, you know, so few. I just, you know, it's just heartbreaking, I think, that we're willing to sort of live, live, live like that as people, you know. So it's just all these kinds of injustices that just, you know, go unchecked and unchallenged, 
And uh, and here we are calling ourselves modern. Are we though? <laughs> are are we modern? Are we? Are we modern? Are we? So I I just that's just food for thought. You know, as you as you go about your day, as you as you pay attention, you know, when you when you do that DEI work, right? And they always tell you, you know, that a, a lot of that DEI work is to sort of, you know, make decisions through that lens. You know, be make make decisions through a culturally competent lens or an anti-racist lens. Honestly, make decisions based on an anti anti-racist lens. And it is very difficult to do because we have been conditioned to accept so much, uh, so much injustice, uh, so much progress masquerading as justice and, and equality that it isn't. Do you know what I mean? Like I always say to people, you know, you don't have to be white to be white, to do the work of white supremacy. I mean, you literally do not have to be white to do the work of white supremacy because it's so ingrained. It is so much a part of the American structure. It is so much a part of the world culture, you know, even though uh, people of color are the majority of people on the planet, white people are not the majority. People of color are. And by people of color, I mean, not just black, black, brown, Asian, you know, and everything in between. So, uh, but when you when you make decisions uh, through an equitable lens uh, and an, an inclusionary lens, um, that's how you change the the world gets to change based on how we make these decisions about where the allocation of resources go, and that's where uh, local politics is 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 uh, a must for you to be involved in uh, because the allocation of resources is what makes a city makes or breaks a city, can make a city great, can make a city small, can make a city groundbreaking, can make a city a desert <laughs> or a ghetto, can make a city a ghetto, you know? Um, and so uh, that's why politics at the local level is so important uh, because that's where you live. You live at the local level. You don't live on the national level. You live at the local level. And all the national level um, guides what happens on the local level. Where you live is on the local level. And uh, and you have got to, you know, even if you say to yourself, I hate politics. Well, uh, you can hate politics all you want. But if you have kids in school, you have to be concerned about uh, uh, how curriculum affects and prepares your child for the world stage. So that's politics. Um, you you want your streets cleaned, your garbage picked up, and and your trees trimmed. That's politics at the local level. That that you and your neighbors voting, sort of saying this is what's important to us. This 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 and this. Well, that falls into that. That's politics. So you cannot just walk around and allow other people to make decisions without having some say-so. And then when something comes down the pike that you don't dig, then you're up in arms. You have to be up in arms from the very beginning. You cannot be fair-weather citizens. You have to be citizens all the time. 
You cannot pick and choose when you want to be moved by something in your city and town because you think it doesn't affect you directly. Everything that happens to you affects you. If you live in Newhallville and there's a shooting in Newhallville, you damn well better be concerned in Westville about what is going on in Newhallville. And if you live in the Hill, you better damn well be concerned about what's going on in, in East Rock because it affects you. And you have to make those correlations. You have to. You cannot just be like, I'm on my little street in East Rock and everything is nice and I know my neighbors and my street is picked up and the lights work and the lawns are mowed and, and, and the kids are playing and there's no shoot, there's no problems. That's a false sense of security when you live in a city. That's false. Because every every place in this town, in this city, you go to blocks is abject poverty in any direction from any vantage point in this city. You stand in East Rock, you go, you go a couple of blocks over, you know, you cross Whitney Avenue up the hill, down the hill. You in Newhallville, that's abject poverty. Seriously. You know, or 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 Dixwell Avenue, you know. So we we have to sort of understand uh that all politics is local and that we are so connected that we cannot divorce ourselves from what is happening to our neighbors in other parts of the city or across town or two blocks over. That is your business. It is your business, you know, and, and you have an obligation as citizens to sort of reach out, do your part and, and make all of New Haven better, not just the parts that you live in, not just where you park your car, but all of New Haven. And see, that's where we got to get to. That's the togetherness that, that needs to happen uh, in community. That's what needs to happen. And uh and uh and we need affluent people um to to care deeply about what is happening the same way that poor people in Newhallville and New in the Hill and 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 uh, West Rock and, and all of that. We need we need we need everybody to sort of care about what happens to the city. You know, when they when they sweep the streets in Newhallville, this Sweeping the streets in East Rock too, right? When they're picking up the garbage in 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 on Dixwell, they're picking up the garbage in in in, in on McKinley. Do you know what I mean? So it's all connected. It's not, you know, we can't just be concerned about uh, my little bit of neighborhood. Uh, all of New Haven is your neighborhood. It is all your neighborhood, you know. So so when Yale encroaches. They're not they're not encroaching in Westville. They're not building stuff in Westville. They're not they're not they're not encroaching on East Rock. They're not doing that. They're not sp spreading out to East Rock. You know, and they're spreading out to the poorest of the poor because, you know, people always think, well, the poor people can absorb. They can absorb loss of of things. They can absorb it. We're, we're making them better by being there. We're we're bringing something to them. I don't I don't know what that is, you know. I, I don't know what that is, except more folks that don't reflect that neighborhood. And I and I, I don't begrudge anybody living wherever they want to live. Cause I, I think there's enough space in this town for neighborhoods to sort of take in all kinds of people. That just makes the neighborhood better when you have all kinds of people in community. I think, you know. Uh, I happen to live in Newhallville right now. It's it's a very vibrant neighborhood. 
It's the same housing stock as East Rock. Same housing stock. This ain't no new houses. The same housing stock. You know. But yeah, when I drive down East Rock, when I'm in the East Rock neighborhood, I don't see uh, the amount of trash that I see in Newhallville. Newhallville has a lot of trash. I don't know what that's about. I don't understand it. But when I'm in East Rock, I don't see the trash the way that I see it here. And and East Rock is densely populated just like Newhallville. You know, it just bothers me. It bothers me. I think West Ivy Street is probably one of the dirtiest streets I've ever seen in my life. It's like one of the dirtiest streets I've ever seen. I don't know how those people stand it. I don't know how they come out their doors every day and see that 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 level of garbage in their streets. I, I don't I don't understand that. I, I just don't. I can't stand it on my street. And my street, these folks come out, you know, the people that actually own their properties. And I hate saying that because people who rank and care about their properties too. Ugh. So so that bothers me. And I, I don't I don't need a dissertation on why I think this is a, a problem. Because right, I know there's a bunch of theories on why it's a problem and it has something to do with poverty and 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 economics. But I, I grew up poor. I never saw that. When I grew up, I grew up at Church South. People kept their places not it was not garbage when I was growing up. Now, things changed after I went off to college and it became a drug war zone. Um, but when I was a kid, it was a very clean place. People cared deeply about that. No one tolerated garbage. I never saw trash and stuff. I never saw it. Never saw it. There was grass in in, in the front of, 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 of our house. It was a big grassy field in the front of our, in front of in Christopher Green. And then they tarred it over, black tarred it over because they didn't want the, the responsibility of cutting the grass. You know, it was, it was just, and all the ways in which they demean and, and treat poor people as if poverty is, is, a, is you know, the, poverty requires mistreatment. <laughs> that poverty is some kind of moral, moral failing. Uh, and it isn't. It just isn't. And uh, so, so, so it is. It is everybody's business to care about what happens in in communities and towns. You know, uh, uh, that's why serving on boards is so important. And having the having people learn how to be on boards, training people how to be on boards. And I was just having this conversation with some folks. Uh, uh, Friday, Saturday at Possible Futures having this conversation about you know uh, people get on boards and it's like a popularity contest rather than uh, uh, a community service commitment you know uh, and you have to take these responsibilities uh, seriously and, uh, and, and when you don't things like the Pride Center happens you know, people not doing their due diligence. And, uh, you know, uh, serving on a board is not easy work, and it shouldn't be. Um, it should be your commitment to serve. It should be your commitment uh, and your honor to sort of uh, help make your community and the organizations that serve your community um, uh, relevant and viable 
and and trustworthy. You know, that is that is your responsibility. Uh, I serve on a bunch of boards because I care deeply about the city and I have a particular set of talents that lends itself uh, to be shared. I understand that. I, 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 I don't not know that. I know that. <laughs> you know, how, how could I not know that? I'm 60 years old. I, I know the experiences and the skill set that I have that I bring to 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 uh, to organizations, you know. Uh, but my days on boards is coming to a damn end. I know that. But I have served. I've served on a great many boards in this city. Happily, happily and lovingly served on boards. You know, I was looking at my uh, resume because uh, I had to submit it for something. You know, when you uh, serve on boards, they need all that stuff. And I, I needed to update it. I was like, oh, God, I still have to. I still I'm still adding things to the resume. I'm still adding service. To the resume, uh, yes, I am, I am, I am, and uh, uh, I'm I'm proud of all the things that I got to do, and I learned. You learn. That's how you learn. You really do learn uh, when you serve on boards. I mean, I already I came to a, a sorority, you know, Delta Sigma Theta sorority, so I already know how to run a meeting. So I've come through that already, uh, uh, experienced, you know. Uh, how to create agendas, how to run a meeting, how to move an agenda, how to get things done, you know, how to coordinate board members, you know, how to motivate, keep board members motivated, how to how to look at uh, uh, financials, how to how you know financials like the budget and 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 the allocation of resources, how to uh, uh, think about um, motivating board members to give and and all that kind of stuff. You know, those are those are the things. And so you see people who serve in these capacities over and over again because they they have the skill set to do it and they are good at it and they're asked to do it. Because if if you if you kicked everybody off who have served on several boards, you, you would have nobody serving. And boards are already um, starting to feel uh, starting. Boards are already feeling like they are they are in need of new members. You know. And uh, and everybody is busy. Everybody is busy. Oh, I'm busy. Yeah, okay. I get it. But, you know, you get to have some say in how the world, how your world works, how your community operates and exists, you know. And uh, and I'm, oh, I'm still, I'm still dreaming about things that I want to see. I'm still thinking about what else can I do? Oh, I want I want to get my hands on that or I want to be a part of that thing over there. You know, I still I still wake up energized about what can I do next? Like, where can I where can I get involved? You know, I'm still I'm still having that desire, which is, you know, and then there's still the desire of like, I want to be on an island somewhere and just be reading books. (laughs) Before I before I before I. Alzheimer or dementia sets <laughs> I wanna I wanna be able to uh I wanna be able to uh sit and read books and read more books. And I and I set that as a lofty goal. I, I haven't said 60 books in one year yet. I still have all of January to make that commitment. I was up reading last night because you know, I'm still reading the uh I'm still reading the yellow house and uh and it's a memoir that reads like a damn novel. 
<laughs> and uh it is a uh, uh it it reads like a novel and every time i read it it just freaks me out cuz i'm like i go and i turn it i was like is this a novel so it's a it's a book it's a memoir by ivory may brown um and sarah uh m broom uh sarah m broom it's her story about her family and uh Sarah M. Broom, she's a writer. Uh, you know, you know, writers, they their stuff is in the New Yorker, the New York Times, Oxford American, O magazine, you know, all the things. And uh and it just reads like a novel, and it's such it's so beautiful. It's just so beautiful. And uh, and every time I sit and read it, I'm like, whoa, gosh, this is lush. So, but I need to finish it because it's time to go on to other books. And uh, and I still haven't read Isabel uh, Wilkerson's books. I've got to Warrant of Other Sons and Cast, and I got to get to those. But I, you know, I've got to read Toni Morrison's um, um, The Book of Self Regard. And I mean, this is I have a I have nice things. I have books and piles of books that I need to get to, and that just requires a commitment of time. So I'm always looking at Oprah, like, how does she read all these damn books? But, you know, as I said at the top of the first hour, you make time for the things that you find important. And so if that's my guiding light, then I have to make time for the things that I say that are important. And, uh, you know, so so last night I made time. After I turned off, uh, I watched The Last of Us. This this is gonna this this little show on HBO gonna get on my nerves because it's already giving me anxiety. <laughs> Last week when it aired, I watched it back to back. I watched I watched you know the pilot episode and then the, then I watched and then they aired it again. They aired again it uh, uh, the second time right after they aired the first time. So last night I didn't do that. I was like, oh no, I'm not watching this again because it's a it's a lot. It's a lot to unpack. Oh, so I had to. I turned it off. I said, you know what? Let me pick up the the yellow house. And so I read that into the night a little bit and then went to bed um, because it's just such a beautifully written book. But I, you know, when I picked it up last night, I was like, you know what? I'm finishing this book this week. Like every night I'm reading this book and then I'm finishing it this week. That's it. You know, by Sunday, I'm going to be done with this book that no ifs, ands and buts about it. Cause you know, I can record shows that I want to see. And I did last night. Because uh, I was sitting up and I was watching House Hunters and I was like, House Hunters International, which I have a thing for, which I have a vibe for. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to do that. I'm going a, I'm to a check this off and I'm going to read. I'm going to give myself a good 40 minutes. Um, and so that's so that's the new there, there. I'm going to read every night at the end of the night. I'm going to read. And then I have this poem that is floating around in my head. And I'm trying to sort of keep it in my in the front of my memory. Um, and I know I should be writing it down and I probably should jot it down and I won't get to it until later, but I should write it down. But I have a poem that is swirling in my heart and mind about revolutionary things. Uh, and I need to write it down. And, uh, oddly enough, last night when I didn't write it down, I was like, damn it. I know I'm not going to remember this damn poem because it was formulating because, you know, poems find you, and it found me. And then when I got up this morning, I was like, damn it, I knew I should have written it down. 
you know, this is, I'm too old to be playing this game. And then it, and then it floated back into my consciousness. And I was like, oh, there you are. I see you. There you are a poem. You're there. <laughs> and I know the poem is like, Babs, I'm not going to be doing this with you. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, poem, you're not. I'm going to write you down or at least write some words down so that when I see the words, it triggers you back into my consciousness, you know? So everybody's got goals and dreams and aspirations and I'm no stranger to that. So we'll see how this all plays out. Um, I am a poet first and foremost, I believe. I like to believe that I am. So, so I'm about to wrap up and uh, make my way over to the Schwartzman Center and hang out here with these people talking about and take the tour, have lunch. And then I'm going to run over to the inner city and start curating content for the, for the, for the next edition. And, uh, and then uh, I'm going to run over to creative arts workshop and start the uh, exhibition conversation. So it's a day people. And then I have LSAT study group this evening. We got, I got to, I got to get these games. <laughs> I'm determined to get these games. I'm determined. And uh, oh, it's it's a lift, but that's all right. It's a it's a it's a it's a path I want to go down. So we'll see where it takes me. You know, where do I go? I don't know. But we're gonna get on down the yellow brick road. We're gonna ease on down the road. So I'm on my way out. I will be back tomorrow. Y'all take it easy. I'll see y'all in these streets. Bye. Thanks, Harry. Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut, and you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. If you feel that comfortable, you ain't gotta go nowhere, you ain't gotta go nowhere, you ain't gotta go nowhere, you ain't gotta go